Tuesday, September 11th, 2018, episode 14. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Welcome back. We'd like to thank our supporters for today's podcast. It comes from Anchor.fm, other fine podcast platforms. We'd like to also thank 7-Eleven and Pepsi and listener supporters just like yourself. Please click for a donation. And while you're doing that, please subscribe today. And again, share this with your friends. Welcome back. Hey, I just want to say to everybody, thank you for being here today. I had to do a couple outtakes. Sorry about that. We're, we're live. We're doing uh, an afternoon edition here out on the West Coast, but out on the East Coast, it's actually an evening edition. I apologize for that. Um, today's... Uh, platform I want to do is on jealousy. Um, I think it needs to be said and done. Um, I really didn't want to do this, but I thought long and hard, I really need to do this, and I need to tell a story with it. First of all, I'm going to tell you all, everything that I've done in my life, I have set out to set goals. I've prepared my whole life to get where I'm at, right where I am. I've even had to sacrifice. Uh, I had to uh, save money for here and there to get equipment to help me succeed in getting stuff that I was doing in the music industry. Um, I didn't eat as much. Uh, sometimes uh, I was donating plasma. Uh, other times I had friends helping me out. But you need to understand, I spent a lot of time in the library as a kid growing up to educate myself to the level that I'm at. I, uh, I did books. I asked librarians all sorts of questions on how to get into the music industry. How can I better myself? And the librarians were always good, and I continued into my high school and college years. I kept asking questions. I was curious because my main goal since I've been a child, it's been a strong, burning desire, okay? With strong determination, I have had repeated failures over and over and over again. It just didn't come to me. I worked my butt off for what I have in life in terms of my education. I am self-taught. I have read books, digested books, digested CDs, digested VHS tapes, digest audio tapes, digest seminars and workshops. I save money up to go to some of these seminars and workshops so I could better myself. Some were free, and a lot of them weren't. Uh, and when I didn't have money, I worked odd jobs. If I didn't work odd jobs, I bartered. That's how determined I am. 
I'm doing this edition because I have met with great jealousy of some people that have been sabotaging my life in the last three years out of jealousy. I'm going to tell you right now, like I've told some of the other troublemakers in my life, if you want something in your life, you sit down, you set goals, and you make a game plan of how you want to get there. You don't keep sabotaging me, and I don't appreciate people hacking into my iPhones, okay? Or hacking into my Anchor account, or hacking into my social media accounts, you understand? Because you're jealous. And you need to take that jealousy and take that energy and go after something that you want. If you're jealous of where I'm at, then guess what? Go to the library, ask the librarian, how can I get into the music industry? Who do I need to talk to? Find role models like I did. But you need to quit sabotaging me because now you've brought the interest of local police uh, you now got state police and you got the FBI involved, okay? And we do have social media people watching what you're doing. And I know some of you are using the ghost program. I'm going to tell you another story in just a minute. But guess what? If it's something that you really want, sit down, set goals, strategize. What's step one to get there? Okay, see your end goal and work backwards, okay? Like for instance, you let's say you want a million dollars. So you, what you do is you write it down as a goal and you work backwards to get to it. And then guess what you do? You, you create a picture board like I did growing up as a teenager. I started doing that before it even hit the books. I wanted to manifest it so much. So I put pictures all over my bedroom. I put sayings all over my bedroom. You know, my two younger brothers used to tease me about it. Oh, you'll never make it. And guess what? There's been a couple of times in my life where I did make a million dollars, but it was my family that made sure that I lost it. Matter of fact, there was a couple of times I was a uh, mega millions in Michigan and they passed, the state legislators passed a law that states that if you get social security or welfare, you're ineligible. And guess what? In a eight year period, I won them five times. The first one was 14 million. Another one was 16 million. Another one was 28. Another one was 36 million. And there was two more, I forget what they were. But the first two times, I had someone else go in on behalf of me. And then when they found out I was the person that took the money back, and all the other times, I would have my lawyer go in. And then when they found out when he signed, when he signed the check to receive it, they were monitoring his bank account and saw that he gave the check to me. They investigated me and they said he's ineligible, so they took it away, which I think is nonsense. But guess what? The reason why I got that is I manifested it every day. I would take about 20 to 30 minutes or an hour each day and just visualize me buying a lottery ticket and then I'd visualize myself 
my numbers being called up on TV. If it wasn't that, I would visualize a scratching off a scratch off ticket and I would visualize my numbers come up. So I don't play the lottery anymore until I educate myself for that state. If the state does not have a law to take the money away from me, I play. So now tonight, since I've been doing my podcast, there's a hacker on the phone because he has shut me down about three times. And that also means he's in my anchor account. Now he's doing that because he's jealous. I don't know if he's doing it on his own or if someone's paying him, like maybe my family. Uh, my family and I have a strong disaccord. This has been going on for 26 years. On my family side, they'll pay people to sabotage my life. And I hope not, because now we got a whole bunch of people involved. And I want to share this because guess what? There are going to be people in your life that are going to sabotage you at every avenue of your goal. You only share your goal with selective people. You don't share it with everybody because you're going to have people sabotage you big time. So, now I'm going to move on to this other story. And this is true. This happened at East Lansing High School. Um, I used to hang out with seven other brilliant kids. We're like the geeks, the brainiacs. And I'm a logical and analytical person, so ones and zeros I can relate to. I can write programs and stuff like that. So the feds already know about this. I've already had my punishment on it, but I just want to explain the story so that the hackers that are doing this and other people that are thinking about sabotaging my life, don't do it, because you're gonna get caught. So I'm gonna tell you this story, it's a true story. So we would have bets to see who we could get into uh, computer mainframes at university because we wanted to play checkers or chess. So two of the guys in the group in the first two weeks got into a couple of major universities. They got into Michigan State. Uh, first of all, they broke down their firewall. We were playing the game of checkers and chess. Michigan State didn't think anything about it because it was in their jurisdiction of East Lansing. Now the following week, that's when the pressure was on me. Well, I broke into uh, Carnegie Mellon uh, University. I took down five firewalls so we could play chess and checkers. We were challenging each computer to see how they were uh, comparable to humans. So I ended up getting sick. I either got the cold or the flu. So I was out. I was at home. Now, these guys made mention that they wanted to hack into the Pentagon computer system. I said, guys, don't do that. Don't. You do that or you'll get us in a shitload of trouble. Now, mind you, I was not involved when they did this. I was homesick, and the feds can document this. 
So guess what happened? While I was homesick, they decided to break into the Pentagon computer. It took them, I think, two or three days to figure out how to get around the firewall. They got around it. They had the Pentagon computer playing chess and checkers, but they had the Pentagon on high alert. They didn't know who was hacking in and where it was coming from. So I don't know the full story because I was told I really didn't need to know. But anyhow, once they got done playing the two games, they decided to go and play thermonuclear game. Now when you start messing around with that, you're also messing around with real silo missiles, okay? Even though the computer thinks it's a game, it could actually intentionally think that maybe it might be a drill because it's not a human. I don't, again, I don't know the full details. I was not pervy to it. But anyhow, on the fifth day, they were on the computer. We had a, we had a small room, like a study room, where we were allowed to go in and use it because we were brainiacs and we had special privilege. Now, mind you, I was still out sick. <sighs> These guys got met with military soldiers. They were met by CIA officers and FBI agents. And they didn't treat them like kids. They were teenagers. They grabbed them and they took them and they interrogated them. They called their parents. They interviewed the parents. Okay. Mind you, I was still homesick. I come back a week later, and everybody goes, James, are you okay? And I'm like, why? You didn't get arrested by the feds and the military? And I'm like, why? What the hell went down? I said, oh, God, those guys hacked into the Pentagon computer. I said, oh, shit. I told them not to. They didn't listen, did they? No. Uh, the one that did the primary hacking of taking down the firewall. Yeah, I ain't gonna say names. The feds know about it. Anyhow, I said, what's going on? He's being tried as an adult, and he's going to federal prison for 15 years. I said, I told you guys not to do that. And then he goes, the other three that were in the room, but the other... Now there was three, there was five people that day. So the other two left to go get something to eat at McDonald's. So, but they charged the three that were in the room. The one that took the primary firewall down got 15 years. He's not allowed to have any computer privileges. He can't have a computer, he can't have nothing. He's on a lifetime of monitoring. Now, the other two were put on probation for five years. They were not allowed to have any computer touching, no electronic devices. Now, I found out after that, they did their five-year probation. After that, it would be at the discretion of the federal government whether they would be watched for the rest of their life or not. Me. I had nothing to do with it, but I had guilt by association. 
I was put on probation and I was not allowed to go near any computer or electronic device for five years. Now mind you, I had nothing to do with it. I'm telling you, you people that are running the ghost program on my uh, podcast and on my, uh, my Android phone and my iPhone and my iPad, you're being monitored. Okay, even though you're leaving, even though you're using a ghost program, there's certain algorithms that give off. It's just a slight vibration, but it's enough for the military to track you. So, now I just learned, uh, I used to work at the state police post. Now, when we had that 9-11 attack, guess what? I'm now back on the FBI's computer monitoring program. They monitor me. If I do anything inappropriate, they can shut me down. But I don't do that. I use it correctly. Okay. So, I needed to share this because I'm getting tired of it. You know, you hackers and all you other people that have been assisting these other people. You need to stop it because you're going to get caught. And I just want to let you know, since 9-11, we're still at declaration of war. Do you understand? The military can hold you in a military prison for life as a terrorist against the United States for meddling with the computer because they see you as a saboteur. And I was really reluctant to do this episode, but I think it needs to be done because guess what? They, I found out I'm reaching about one million people. That's 0.01%. I'm reaching one million people across the United States and parts of the world. So we have, we have adolescents, we have teenagers, we have college students listening to this, plus adults. And they need to learn the consequences of their action. That's why I wanted to do the special episode. Okay? I'm not trying to lecture. I'm trying to educate. So on that note, I just want to wish everybody a nice evening. I didn't mean it to be kind of drama. But people need to know that. So my next episode should be more pleasant. And again, I apologize. I missed Friday and Monday because I had to deal with getting my phone repaired because of the hackers. And I just was so frustrated. I wanted to share this. So on that note, I wish everybody a nice evening. And please come back tomorrow. We'll, we'll have a better show. Thank you. Good night. Now that you've enjoyed that show, please give us a rating or comments in the views on Apple Podcasts, which is part of iTunes, because by doing so, that'll help keep us on the air. Thank you.
please, we need your help. Give whatever amount you can afford for listener support and become a subscriber today and share this with others. Thank you and come back tomorrow. Oh, thank you.